Welcome to another episode of the Revving the Word podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. You hopefully have the intention of moving your body while you hear the Word of God with us. You need to pardon my voice. Hold on just a second. Woo. Probably have heard me say a few times, it's been a, a lengthy cold and flu season. I'm clear. I'm fine. My doctors tell me you're good to work out. I feel fine. It's just my voice sounds terrible. So I apologize for that, but I always uh, definitely feel better after I move my body some too. So you can pray for me as I'm praying for you that it would go well with you in body and soul and spirit. That's what we do with these podcasts. We really let the word of God go in and do what it's meant to do. Um, We don't have to fully... Mm, I think sometimes we come and bring our mental our mental gymnastics to the Lord and say, okay, if you can help me nail this floor plan, this gymnastic routine, then I'll believe. <laughs> Instead of, you just get to kind of be messy and sweaty and desperate for God to meet you in your weak places. And that's what he does as we move our bodies. So you're going to be working out today in an interval style. So On a scale of 1 to 10, it's really important to know how you're feeling. 1 is just being awake. You're awake, you're laying in bed, and you're moving your body. Or you're, sorry, you're not moving your body, you're just laying there. Your heart rate is up from resting just a bit. But then a 10 would be all-out effort. Uh, nobody uh, Nobody really enjoys a 10 all that much, and you can't sustain it for very long. And we will just float in and out from... Um, six, seven, eight, nine, ten today uh, for a little bit of time. But mostly, again, our primary goal is to meet with the Lord, to keep our intention, keep our focus on what matters most, and that He would really do something with this offering. Romans says to offer yourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your spiritual act of worship. I can't think of anything more total in offering yourself than this, we're actually going to say, I'm going to keep my heart, my heart, uh, my emotions, I bring them to you, my mind, I bring them to you, my body, I bring them to you, my soul, affections and desires of my life, I bring these to you, God. So we kind of hand, it's almost like handing God the pieces of us and say, make me whole. Because while you're moving your body, all of those systems are firing in a really beautiful way, unique way. So... Uh, You can learn more about us by going to revelationwellness.org. You're always invited to go deeper with us, become a monthly partner with us for as little as $10 a month, our gift to you in return, our workouts, uh, more training, menu plans, which are soon to come back into the portal as well. You basically become a member, uh, a partner with us, and you'll get a login to go to the website and access some resources on the back end. Also, put you in monthly challenge groups where where you can find me more uh, intimately involved as well as um, we have such a, a great team. We have over, at this point, over seven, close, closing in on 700 uh, instructors nationwide and internationally. And they uh, get chosen to help or they, they, they actually can't wait to volunteer to help you guys with your monthly journey. Uh, from month to month. So it's just really cool. We're just doing community. And I'm so grateful that God would be this creative with us. So thanks for being here. And 
let's get going. So right now, moving your feet on a scale of one to 10, maybe you feel like a four or a five. Uh, it's not breathless at all. You're just getting the body warmed up, okay? Be gracious, be kind to your body, be kind to you, be kind to you. All right, let's get the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, forgot to put up my shade, sorry. There we go. Okay. So we, Holy Spirit, invite you here. Jesus, we thank you for shared, shedding the blood. And Father, God, thank you for adopting us. Thank you that you surround yourself, you surround us with yourself. And you call us to yourself. So we bring you, we come simply as we can manage today. Say we love you. Help us to grow in love for you and for others. Use this time, creatively use this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Easy feet. So make sure that your feet go, you know, light and easy. Engage your belly. Draw your shoulders down. Notice if your knees are locking or collapsing. So you just want to make sure you're moving whole. You know how I know I'm moving whole? I have breath and I can smile. That's how I know. All right. If you're running, think about pushing the earth away from you a little bit even if it's just light, easy steps. In other words, all of us rising up as we push our feet against the ground, we rise. You're a five, you're a six. Moving towards a seven. That's where you start to notice your breath. When you're seven, you notice your breath. All right. I have one piece of scripture for you today. <clears throat> and honestly, <clears throat> I think it's gonna help you a lot. I really do. You know why? Because our life is made up of habits. And habits are formed by the decisions we make. So we have to make a decision. Right? All the time we're making decisions. And now as I say it a million times, this is war. Life, love, is war. Especially when you decide to turn your heart's affections towards the direction of the kingdom. You have an enemy 
I don't like to focus on him, but I like to be aware of him. That he likes to get in my way. <clears throat> he likes to cause me to stumble. He loves to make me stumble and others stumble too. So here's one piece of scripture today. <clears throat> For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. That's from Romans 14, verse 23. Say that with me. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Keep saying it. For whatever doesn't proceed from my mouth that isn't faith-filled, whatever thought I have that isn't faith-filled, whatever, not something, whatever, does not proceed from faith is sin. Listen, for the next one minute, increase your intensity, go. One minute, push. Come on. Pick up your feet. Yeah. Clear your mind. Clean your heart. For any motive you have that isn't going to stem from faith, isn't going to grow from the root of faith, careful. Ten seconds. Three, two, pull back. Come back to a seven. Woo! Good job. Comfortably working, but you're working. Now let me give you a little context. Paul. The author of Romans is talking. About, I just love the book of Romans. It's the gospel. <laughs> but Romans 14 goes all into. Well, wait. What do I do when I find myself? kind of confused by what others are doing, kind of this love others thing. How do I love others and love God? What does that look like? It can get confusing, right? Making decisions. You live in a world where you make decisions. And Paul's trying to help them out as they're confused about 
what to eat, what not to eat. You know, their motive, they help to continue to honor God, but it's confusing. So, all of Romans 14, he's saying don't pass judgment on one another just because one eat meats, one doesn't eat meat, right? Where we can start to judge because we see diversity in the body. Don't judge and don't cause another to stumble because of what you do. So in other words, two things, whatever you're gonna do, does it glorify God? And will it keep another from stumbling? Listen, two minutes, push, go. Whatever decision you're about to make, does it glorify God? And will it possibly cause another to stumble? Think about it. Keep going, come on. It's a two minute, two minutes to an eight. In the last 90 seconds, or the last 30 seconds, I want you to go to a nine. It's breathless. Hang on. Doing great. Smile. Whatever does not proceed from faith, do this right now by faith, hope, love. Come on. One minute. Tummy in, shoulders down, heart open, light feet still, tread lightly, leave a small footprint. Holy Spirit, give us more capacity for the kingdom, more capacity. Last 30 seconds. What can you do? Up to a nine. Pull back. Good job. Whatever does not proceed from faith. Whatever will be. Whatever I want to do or not do. If it's not rooted in faith, don't do it. <laughs> The verse opens with, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. I want you to come to a seven. If you want to be an eight, you're going to do this four and a half minutes. 
but whoever has doubts is condemned if he now he talks about eating here this is ancient times this was like the most amount of diversity you could get still to this day such a polarizing topic how to eat right why I trust just ask the Holy Spirit he'll tell you he's really obvious even with things like food if you really want to know the answer he'll tell you the question is are you plugging your ears and going la 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 just ask so it could be anything but whoever has doubts is condemned if he says no to that possibility or saying yes to that decision so you go well how do i know elisa here's the key ready the word doubt means to separate oneself ha ah, think about it you are one with God <laughs> I am one with God that's what righteousness means I'm in right standing with him I'm in the center of him he's in the center of me sure I don't do it perfectly but I grow up I glow up as the Holy Spirit counsels me, teaches me, tells me to hold my tongue when I want to speak, or tells me to speak when I want to hold my tongue. Right? So doubt, all doubt, the, the job of doubt is to separate you from your oneness with God the peace within yourself and your peace with others it's possible to have all three doubt wherever I separate myself from the love think about it minute and a half think about it This is why doubts. Ooh. Everybody, we have to learn to doubt our doubts. Because wherever I'm separated from the love of God, I lose peace. Probably the first thing I notice, I lose peace. I lose the ability to think hopeful. I lose the ability to bless. It's like I'm, I plugged out of the light source. I feel hopeless, powerless, 
confused in the dark. Listen, doubting is not, it's not a sin to doubt. You're gonna doubt. What are you gonna do when you doubt? What will you do next? Keep going. In this song, you're gonna have a three minute push. You got one minute to settle in to a seven. And then with the three minutes, I'm gonna ask you to increase. In the last 30 seconds, you're gonna give me all out effort. Go to a 10. But whatever does not proceed from faith, whatever isn't rooted in what is lovely, true, noble, praiseworthy, this is sin. Hear me, and Jesus, he doesn't take it easy on sin. Get ready, set, go. Three minutes. Pedal stroke or foot stroke, efficient. Smile. Come on. Don't stop. Eight, maybe eight and a half, right on your lactic threshold. Holy Spirit, help us doubt our doubts. What separates me from people? What separates me from God? What separates me from living boldly? Think about it. Children, they live bold. They have big imaginations. Let's get that back right now. In Jesus' name, return to us our identities. In Jesus' name. Come on. Hang on there. You're doing a great job. You're doing it right. Kick the dirt up behind you. Lean forward into it. You're halfway. Come on. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in me as it is in heaven. More, God. Hang on. Ooh, relax your jaw. Relax if you're gripping something. Less, less throttle of it. You ready? Last 30 seconds. On your mark, set, go. 30 seconds, come on. 
running into the kingdom where it's not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. It's another way I know I've lost, I've been separated from the love of God. I've lost my joy. Three, two, one, pull back. How quick can you recover? But whoever has doubts is condemned if he does that thing. Oh goodness, you guys. <laughs> you get a minute to recover. I would totally use it if I were you. So if you're running, start walking. I want you to be ready because you're gonna do a four minute push this time. Four minutes. Your best effort. Not only that, I'm gonna ask for some little tiny, hmm, what we call false rises. As if you think it's the finish line, but then it's like a mirage. And then you still have to come back into your best effort. <laughs> so you're gonna battle hopelessness. You're gonna battle your flesh. Which, by the way, you have an enemy, and he uses all his principalities of darkness to tempt you. He uses the world with the unrenewed gospel mind to tempt you. And he uses your flesh without an unrenewed mind to tempt you, to doubt. But also, Listen, because he knows if he can get you to doubt, he can keep you from your full, abundant life. He knows it. Ready, set, go. Four minutes. You get to choose what pace, if you're on a machine, what tension, but here's what it's not. If somebody walked up to you right now, you'd say, give me four minutes, I'll be right with you. <laughs> it's not chit chat time. Whatever does not proceed from faith, hope, love, whatever does not proceed from me being sure of what I hope for and certain of what I don't see. That is not in line with the kingdom. And like I said, Jesus, he doesn't take a soft stand on sin. In the book of Mark, he talks about temptation to sin. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, cut it out. He doesn't, listen to me, come on, wake up. He's not mild on this. There's a hard no in the kingdom. Anything that separates us from the Father.
Come on. Listen, keep going. If you have doubts, sit with the Father. Ask Him to help you find out where those doubts are coming from. Sit down with Him. Crawl up on His lap. Say, Dad, will you help me solve this problem? I have doubts. Because listen, there are doubts. There are two kinds of doubts. Doubts that are there to push me in further, push me into darkness, to push me further into the enemy's camp. Come on, this is war. There are doubts that are meant like breadcrumbs to lead me into a trap. When I'm tempted to do something that my conscience feels like it will be defiled or my heart would be impure, then that is a sure fire sign. Do not move. This is only a test. It's only a temptation. Stay with me now, the father would say. And there are doubts that push me out of the kingdom. There are doubts. Those don't come from the Lord. He spoke. Doubts come from the enemy, trying to get us to act on those doubts, which would be sin. Having the doubts are not sin, acting on them, that is. Three, two, one. Good job. Recover. Six and a half minutes. I forgot to do those false rises with you. Aren't you happy about that? Maybe I'll do it here. Good, breathe. Six and a half minutes, now just six minutes of the interval workout left. So hear what I'm saying, doubts don't come from the Father. He's not, he's not wavering. He is certain what he said is, but we doubt. That's how we first sinned in the garden. We heard the serpent say to us, did God really say? Doubt. It's the crowbar. If he can just get us to doubt, he's got a little bit of, the enemy has a little bit of playground, a little bit of wiggle room. And what he plans to do is to pull us deeper into the darkness or try and shove us out of the kingdom. And either way, that's what happens. Because if I go deeper into darkness, I'm leaving the kingdom. If I choose to leave the kingdom, apathy, heart of heart towards God, then it's a matter of time till he fully has me in his camp. See this, God, help us see this, Lord. Holy Spirit, help us see this battle. So we're prepared to fight it, Father. I know that you are alive in each person that hears me right now, and I ask that you give them a good battle plan when it comes to doubts. So here's how you know what to do with that doubt. Right, making that decision. Should I or shouldn't I? 
eats. That's what Paul's talking about here. Should I eat? Should I not eat? Should I? Because our life is made up of choices, which become habits. Eight, get to an eight. I want you to see yourself as an eternal eight-year-old, an eight-year-old boy or an eight-year-old girl, because if we ever grow up, we will not enter the kingdom. Jesus says, such as these, these little kids, this is how you enter the kingdom. And we stay. I mean, God is like a bajillion years old. Even a hundred-year-old person is an infant in Christ. Come on, let's get our gospel goggles on. Let's get our perspective back. So when you are confused by doubt, because you'll feel that separation, fear, worry, anxiety, you gotta find out where it's coming from. Because listen, the Holy Spirit, it's his job to persuade us. To convince us to come closer to the kingdom. He'll do that every day. Glory to glory, faith to faith. So the enemy tries to get us to doubt. So when you doubt, climb up on the Father's lap. Say, Dad, help me discern what's behind these doubts. Where is the enemy trying to take me? Is he trying to push me out of my design? Is he trying to push me out of my call? Is he trying to give me to live short-sighted? Only thinking about myself and not how this decision affects others. Ah, oh, tell you what, this is kind of the hard part about teaching gospel. Because for everything I say, there's an equal and opposite reaction in the kingdom, too. All right? So some of you might end up charging ahead of God in his timing. Just because you recognize this doubt. Good, get back in the Father's presence. And then it's a question of, am I even called to this? And is the time right now? Go, get with the Lord on anything that's pushing you out of the kingdom, come against your design, or anything that's tempting to defile you. Get honest.
keep going. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Recover. Good job, you guys. Now, as you hear, you crawl up on his lap, say, Father, I got these doubts. Can you help me? Listen, we know where they're coming from because God doesn't doubt. He doesn't call, he's not, hmm, what should we do now? He, he knows. So we know where they're coming from, but it's really good to figure out what is it trying to do? Is this coming against my call, my design? Is this coming against my security in you? It's like, it's like, okay, so for example, in my house, we, we live near orange trees, orange groves. I have oranges everywhere. One night in our house, when we newly moved in, we heard like noises up in the attic. Like, what is that? Kind of freaking us out. <laughs> Some of you know where I'm going. So my husband went up into the attic and when he got up there, we had rats. Yes, rats love orange trees. They love to come, we're called roof rats. They literally live on the roofs of our neighborhood during a certain time of year and they just eat the oranges, right? It's like a harvest for them. And I really can't stop them from being in my yard, but coming into my house, that's a whole nother game right there. So clearly I knew this is, this is not of the Lord. <laughs> These rats do not belong in this house. Doubts do not belong in you. They don't, they're there to break your design. They're there to defile your design, to get you to not trust God, to separate you from the oneness you have with God and with yourself and with others. But we didn't just go, oh, okay, we have rats, so nobody go up in the attic. We had to figure out where are they coming in? How are they getting into our attic? Because they're going from the trees into our house. And there was a, after much inspection, we found a quarter size hole, a quarter, up near the ease of our house that they were getting in. They could squeeze themselves. These are, roof rats are big. They could squeeze themselves through a quarter size hole. So I, we, we had to, we plugged the hole. And to this day, they're gone. Are they in my trees some nights? Probably. Do I go outside at night when they are? No. <laughs> That's another story. What I'm saying is the doubts are not from God. So let's establish that today. Because so if I participate, if I make a decision in haste, in fear, in shame, in guilt, that's sin. Because any that doesn't proceed from faith. What proceeds from faith? Love, joy, peace, kindness, a calling, a desire, a purpose fulfilled, a longing fulfilled. That proceeds from faith. But you have to go, okay, God, where's this coming from? He'll help you to know if that doubt is coming from <sighs> that you don't believe who God says he is, 
that somebody told you some lie, that you're buying into media, you're, you're spending too much time consumed by media, social media, he'll tell you where it's coming from. Because whatever it is, it's trying to push you from the presence of God. And it's trying to pull you into the kingdom of darkness. So friends, I say to you, keep it simple, silly. Whatever decision you make, if the root of it is not faith in what is real, true, noble, praiseworthy, don't do it. <laughs> and it's gonna make your flesh burn. <laughs> but that's how you know you're in the kingdom. Because we were crucified with Christ. The old man is gone. The new man is here. The new is now. For whatever does not proceed from faith, whatever motive I have that isn't rooted in faith, who is sin? Maybe I don't see the effects today. Maybe it'll be a few years from now, but all the enemy needs to do, he needs that one millimeter of wiggle room to separate you from the love of God. He just needs a millimeter. Then he'll work it to two, three, six, 12, a foot, three yards, half a mile. Do you get it? Come on. Name of Jesus, everyone. You're much too smart for this. Your renewed mind, just laugh at him now. Ha, nice try. Nice try, enemy. So Father, help us take this work out. Keep it simple for us. Keep us rooted in a simple faith that you're a Father who loves us and you keep our hearts free. In Jesus' name, amen.